And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 95 today. Your host, TJ Savaro, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, and my father, Tommy Savaro. Kurtzman, how are we doing, brother? Oh, we're doing well. Uh, I'm excited to get back on the field. So let's talk about these games, these two playing games that we need to talk about uh, and get, get the stage set for the next round. Dad, how you feeling? Uh, how you feeling coming off for your little hibernation right there? Tired. <laughs> Good games this weekend or no? Yeah, they were. Very competitive. All right. Um, Christian, do we have anything to say before we get into the recap? It's going to be a way shorter podcast, obviously, because it's only a two-game recap. But is there anything we have to get out there? Any uh, information? Um, no, just be on the lookout for summer registration coming that, out. Yeah, su- summer registration coming out. That's what I was trying to get you to say, but you said, um, no. <laughs> Summer registration is right around the corner. It is going to be posted very, very soon. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, as always, get your spot in early. Um, anyone who is interested in playing quarterback or thinks they know someone that would excel at quarterback in this league, please let us know. DM the Instagram because we're obviously still looking for some quarterbacks. Um, now, Chris, maybe have I sparked any uh, memory there of anything you want to say? No, I mean, like you just said it. We just uh, – we're about to drop registration. It's going to be a quick registration. Season's going to start right around the corner. I'm looking to start the second to last week of June. So, uh, a lot happening fast. So, as soon as you see that um, on Twitter or Instagram, make sure to uh, get your money in and get your spot secured. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this uh, this playing game recap. Christian, which game would you like to start with? Uh, let's go in. Let's go in time order. We can go with the more competitive game first. Okay. Uh, Oregon and Florida. What do you think about this one? Well, um, I know the uh, the quarterback from Florida. I definitely, I definitely want to give him his props to start off though, because everyone told me he played extremely well and that he looked really good. And I kind of dismissed. I dismissed both of these teams. Honestly, I'll give Trevor his props in the next game, but I definitely dismissed both of these teams having two guys that are uh, starting. You know their first game in bear down history in their bear down history, excuse me. And uh, they both played really well at quarterback. So I definitely want to give uh, the quarterback of Florida, his props, Chris, if you could tell me his name. Yeah, no, uh, Justin, he's a, he's been playing flag football forever. Yeah. He, um, I've seen him play. So I knew he was going to be fine, but it always takes a little bit of an adjustment for him. It took about two drives. Um, first time he touched the ball, he got safety in two plays kind of, took the air out of Florida's team. Oregon comes out hot early, scores on back-to-back possessions, goes up 16-0, gets a safety. They're kind of – they're all in control of this game, but Florida stayed really calm, stayed in and make all big plays. And even though they were down two scores going into half, they kind of had built some momentum offensively and were kind of moving the ball a lot better. Justin was feeling a lot more comfortable back there. Um they were able to make it a game. They they got within one, but they just weren't able to close it out. And I think at the end of the day, Oregon is the better team, and Oregon deserved to win that game. They were very creative offensively. They were moving the ball up and down the field outside of one drive. Uh, Zach Shray, monster game. Joe Pip, monster game, making guys miss, making plays, scored two touchdowns. Uh, Zach Shray, two touchdowns. Zach Bo- uh, Steve Bowen, four conversions. Wow. Uh, very important in the, in, this, in, the, in the league, getting extra points on that. And um, Oregon played a complete game, let Florida back into it, but was able to hold on. Dad, what were your big takeaways from this one? 
Uh, I thought that the, the change of quarterback for Florida just changed that whole team, changed the whole dynamic of, of that team. To me, it wasn't the same. didn't feel like the same team. I thought he played really well. Uh, but, you know, the, the first game, I believe they played that that uh, Florida-Oregon, that came down to the last play of the game where uh, Soroff threw a touchdown to, to Pip in the corner. Am I right? Is that yeah, how that game ended? Yeah, heavily. Yeah, but heavily. Yeah, and, I, and I'm telling you, anyway, from the quarterback they have, I think Jirok, you know, just adds a, a different element to the game that you got to prepare for. And um, also, you know, your running team is time of possession, so it's less time that Oregon has the ball. Uh, I uh, Again, I, I like the way the quarterback played, but it's a different team when you, uh, as opposed to throwing the ball and running the ball. I uh, don't know if uh, we'd have the same uh, outcome if Jirok uh, was quarterback, but I do know that uh, – you know, second time around for, for Sarov in this league. And uh, his team gets hot at the right time. And, you know, they're, they were playoff ready. And uh, they look good. Yeah. Um, um, to, yeah build Chris, that, Chris. Uh, to build on that point about Jirok, um not being there and the different element he brings to the game, I felt like Florida was lacking the big play. They always had some kind of margin downfield, have good field position. They didn't have any long touchdowns. So I feel like with Jirok, it's always that one play can really spark you. It gets you a big play down to the five or gets you in the end zone from 45 yards out. So it was a different game, uh, but they, they played well and they had a chance to tie it at the end. So shout out to uh, shout out to Oregon, though, coming in, getting a big win. Um, like you said, we've kind of been waiting all year for this, uh, you know, tandem of, of Pip, Zach and Bullen. And like you said, they all had huge days. So Bowen with four conversions, obviously. Zach had big plays, played a big part in this game, and obviously Pip. But uh, that was what we were waiting for, and that's what we got. So huge shout-out to them. Also, Kersman, I think um, we have to mention this because this is going to be the last time that we talk about Florida for the remainder of the season. Jarrock was the first player in Bear Down history to throw for 1,000 yards or run for 1,000 yards in the season. Yeah, now, um, incredible accomplishment in nine games. Um he was a monster all season. The defense of his team kind of let him down at times, but he lost to everybody by less than a score, I think, except for us. So um, very good quarterback, very competitive player, always has his team competitive in every game. So look forward to him continuing within our league. Dad, do you have any uh, final thoughts on this one, or you got everything out? Uh, it's, uh, Zach Chere, uh, he's, he's playoff ready. Uh, the mouth was what was working, uh, and that's part of his game, getting inside the head of his opponent. Uh, rattled them, some players, I'm not, not going to mention who, <laughs> rattled some players, it got into their heads, got into their game, and that's that's what he does. Well, yeah, shout out to Zach. <laughs> Kurtz, uh, do you have stats? Yeah, I do have stats. How, um, how surprising is that? <laughs> uh, if I could see that, if you can find the stats, you know, it's always funny because you hear you hear you flipping through the pages. Like, I hear you flipping through the pages on the yeah, mic. obviously, he's trying to find the stats. For the there we go. Justin for Florida with 17 22, 187 yards, three touchdowns. Also, Riot rushed four times for 44 yards and a touchdown. Uh, X had five catches for 62 yards. Jarwar, four catches for 23 yards and a sack. Will had two catches for 22 yards. Mahmoud had two catches, 34 yards, and a touchdown, also an interception. And Nick Zalek had four catches, 46 yards, and two touchdowns. For Oregon, Suroff was 12 of 13, 
138 yards, two touchdowns. Also rushed six times for 36 yards and a touchdown. Very also nice. Had, yeah, also had two sacks. Wow. Um, Pip had two rushing touchdowns, 28 yards and 13 yards. Also caught three balls for 32 yards and also threw a conversion. Bowen had four catches, all conversions. Also had three rushes for 10 yards. Zach Shray, three catches, 73 yards and two touchdowns. Amir had two sacks, one being a safety and one being the strip sack um, and fumble recovery. Anthony had four tackles and two catches for 15 yards. Justin Suarez had the sack on the onside kick the last play of the game. And Santiago had one catch for three yards. All right. Let's move on to the other game of the weekend, Kurtzman. Texas Tech and Michigan State. (laughs) Say that again. Texas Tech. Texas Tech versus Michigan State. State. Okay, that's what I thought it was. I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't say it. And I didn't have have it open on my phone, but I I wasn't 100% sure. Um, I know you told me this one was uh was crazy. The stats, the, the stats were a little ugly in this one, but uh, obviously the big storyline in this one is uh is there is there quarterback controversy now in Michigan State after Trevor Garland uh, took the league by storm on Sunday, Kurtzman? Yeah, um, that was the that was the main conversation on the sideline during the game. Garland came out; he was effective. He was moving really well. He was making good throws. He threw a couple behind his uh, back across the field that could have been intercepted, but his receivers were able to make plays on the ball for him and help him out. Hassard had a really big game. Um, but Garland looked really good. He was command- He commanded the offense well, which I expected he would. And I did say in the, uh, I did say on this podcast, on the preview, I said, big game from Garland. And he threw for four touchdowns. So uh, Michigan State was had this game won from the time it started. Uh, Texas Tech didn't have a good personnel out there. Um, they had guys in positions they shouldn't be in. Like Spo is in a corner; he shouldn't be out there guarding a, another team's number one, uh, number one receiver. It's just not what he does best. And what you always need to do is try to put your guys in the best position to be effective. But they really just didn't have the personnel to defend down the field in the secondary. So I think that was the ultimate downfall of Texas Tech not having their full team. No Jelani, no Harnish. Um, they did have subs, but Chemistry is important in this league, like I always say, and they really just didn't have it on Sunday. Uh, there were some drops. There were some missed opportunities from Texas. They had a, they had a LaTempa short at the one-yard line on a fourth and eight. Um, they had two balls downfield. Billy threw perfect balls, just weren't able to connect, and it kind of just ultimately downfall. They beat themselves. Uh, Michigan State played a really good game, but there were opportunities for Texas Tech. Dad? Uh, kind of fell for Billy. Uh, no harnish. And that's huge on, on the line on both sides of the ball. Uh, no Abdul, no Sadati, no Jelani. I mean, you just t- took away almost every weapon the kid has. And he was hanging in there and he was fighting. Uh, I, I was disappointed that he didn't want to finish the game, but I could, I could tell his frustration. Uh, would have been a better game had they had a full team. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, I do like the way that uh, Trevor played. But uh, if you look at the film and, and look at the reality of it, he easily could have thrown two pick sixes. And uh, I was talking to Justin on the sideline. Justin makes that play. I mean, he's going the other way twice. I think uh, uh, Pat Reddington, I think, you know, if he's playing in that game and he's on that, you know, he's playing where Spo was playing. I think that's, you know, that's 12 points the other way also. But now I'm, I'm not going to take it away from Trevor. He gives that team, a, again, a different dynamic. Uh, I think that um, – what, Sam? That's Sam. Sam's the most sacked <laughs> quarterback in the league, right? Is that true? 
I don't know. I don't have the stat, but the, is, that, is, that, is that is that is that what your eye test tells you? That is that the true? eye test definitely says that though. Yeah, you know, uh, listen, uh, Michigan State players they were kind of excited, after, you know, during and after the game about what uh, what Trevor brought to the table. Yeah, um, no. he's he's very mobile. He does take chances, and uh, you know, he, he threw some beautiful passes. Uh, yeah, no, he was on the money. He was on the money all day, honestly. Uh, even in the beginning, the passes that weren't caught, I felt like he was throwing it right where his guys needed to go, be, where the ball needed to be for his guys to make plays on it. He threw a beautiful uh, touchdown in between two players to Sean McDonald at the end of the game. He threw a nice back across the field to Hassert all the way across the field. Nice um, catch by Hassert, yes. yeah. Yeah, no, it was a great catch by Hassert. Um, I think Garland showed he is more than capable of leading a team in this league, and I'm excited for him to have his own team in the summer and see how they come prepared each week. Um, but he looked really good with his Michigan State team, who is a very complete team, and they showed their defense held Billy to seven points, and Texas Tech usually was one of the highest-scoring offenses in this league. So um, kudos to Michigan State for getting it done, and even though without their leader, Sam, in the game, they were able to yeah. kind of take care of business to get them back to the second round. Um I am curious as to who's going to play quarterback going forward. Sam is the ultimate winner, so if he does feel like Trevor gives him a better chance, I feel like he would put Trevor out there. But also, this is his team. You guys played well all season. He's done well all season. He's never given them a reason to actually not want to have him play quarterback. He's played well all year, I feel like. I think his one blemish on the season was probably uh, IB week two. He threw a couple bad interceptions. But besides that, I really think Sam's had a pretty good season. And I think that um, they should ride the hot, uh, ride his hand. That's that's their guy, Kurtzman. You guys play them, I know. Uh, has you know, listen, I think he's had to have a great season too, and I think he leads that team very well. Has he beaten any of the top teams this year? Uh, who did he beat? I don't know. The, I don't know the answer to the question. I don't know. He didn't beat Dartmouth, he didn't beat me, he didn't beat IB, he didn't beat FSU, he didn't beat. Ole Miss. It lost the Blue Mountain no. State, right? So I guess no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing if you're the coach? You're playing Garland? I'm playing Garland. Uh, that's tough for Sam. I, listen, I don't I, like that for Sam. I think Sam needs to have his chance. I Listen, yeah. I, no one's a bigger fan of Sam than me. I've been saying it all year. He prepares that team. He leads that team. But uh, at this point, you know, if you, you got a guy that gives you a different dynamic that you know, can help your team offensively, offensively and move the ball like that. What's you know, the different dynamic? He just moves better, you think? He moves better. Uh, he, he gives you a different element. I, you know, he's going to – Sam can run with the ball too, but I think Trevor gives you a little bit more. He can extend the play in the pocket or he can he can take off downfield. And uh, he's got a great arm, like, you know, as evident as he threw that touchdown pass to Hassett from one end of the field to the other opposite end. I know. He's, kid's got a really great arm and he's got good legs. So Trevor, Trevor Garland fan club. Everyone was impressed by Trevor. Good for Trevor. Good for yeah, me. No, I was very impressed. You listen to the, you listen to the film. I'm screaming out here. I'm like, Trevor Garland's going off right now because he was going off. I want to real quick, Chris. I definitely, I know I said it on the last podcast, but, or a few podcasts ago, but I definitely want to shout out to everyone on uh, Texas Tech for playing in the league this season. I thought it was a, I thought that was a good team. Um, I still like the way that team was constructed. I think Billy's an excellent addition to the league. Love having guys like Steve playing the league as well. Steve Ruiz, 
Like that, that, was, that was a good team. Like that was, you know, if they were fully there, I wish we could have seen that game. But yeah. that was a uh, that was definitely a good team in the league this season. A full healthy team, and that that might be a different game. And Billy might go, you know, take his team a little farther. Yeah, because Billy can win in this league. Yeah, definitely. I think we I think we all agree on that. Do you have any final thoughts, Chris, with some stats? Um, no, I, I do agree with your sentiment that Tech Tech was definitely a good team. They were a hard out every single week. They played competitive with every team in the league, and they usually took care of business against teams they were supposed to beat outside of um, the last week of the season against the Bad News Bama. Um, uh, Billy can definitely win this league. I like that he's definitely coming back and playing in the summer, which is great for the league. And uh, I'm excited because I think he'd be a guy who makes it a nice year to leap. Oh. Stats. Stats. Oh, you're going to hear me flipping. Uh, Billy was 6 of 17, 115 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Steve, three catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Spo, two catches, 28 yards. Latempo, one catch, seven yards. And J.K. Will had five tackles for. Michigan State, Trevor Garland was 12 of 20, 138 yards, four, four touchdowns, three carries, 16 yards. Douglas had a catch for four yards and two sacks. Hazard had five catches, 75 yards, two touch, two touchdowns, one interception, and one pass breakup. Sean had three catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Zach Billheimer had a sack. Alice Cock had one catch for 15 yards. And Nick King had a five-yard touchdown and two pass breakups. Uh, deception, right? What? Pass that interception. Pass that interception, yeah. Yeah, to go along with two touchdowns. Um, yeah, yeah, good day. Kurtzman, before we get out of here, um, is there any uh, – I'll get back into the summer registration real quick. Okay. Um, I think if you made it to this point in the podcast, you're so, you, you, you could have some leaked information. Um, tell the people what we have so far <laughs> in terms of summer registration, what's going to happen, what you're going to see on the flyer. Oh, um. I mean, this isn't leaked information, but no, yeah. it's, it's the same thing as usual. Yeah. We're having the draft. The registration is going to be quick. It's going to be a two, a two, two and a half week registration. Draft is going to be early, early June. Season's going to start Sunday, June 20th. We're still playing at Rebels Field on Sundays. Uh, games will start at nine o'clock as usual, two games at the same time. Um, captains, as they come in, they'll be chosen if you're listening to this and you're not in the league and you have a quarterback, want to bring a couple of friends, hit me yep. up on the DMs. Um, yeah, same thing as always. We're getting the season in, seven to nine games. or I'm sorry, eight to nine games in regular season plus playoffs. And, uh, yeah, hope for, hopefully done around Labor Day. It's definitely going to be a Sunday league. You wouldn't uh, consider any other day? Uh, no. I'm just talking to some players on the sideline. Like, it seems like the big night on the shore is a Saturday night. Which makes Sunday morning games hard. They still go out Saturday night now. <laughs> people do it. Now. I know, but in the summertime, a lot of people go down to the shore. They have houses down the shore, or you know. Yeah, Tommy, you know what you know what they do on Friday nights? The same thing. Yeah, go I, down I, the no, shore. I know, but they're saying it's easy to, to, to play a Saturday game than it is a Sunday game. All right. Well. Well, I, see ya. Well, yeah, let's well, see ya. <laughs> you want more quarterbacks? They're gonna they're gonna play on Sunday. I don't know if it, that's what the quarterbacks do Saturday. Go out Saturday night. Saturday night tonight. Uh, uh, only the quarterbacks go out Saturday night. That's yeah. it. <laughs> a good one, please. <laughs> All right. That's going to be it for the podcast. Everyone, we will catch you guys on Thursday. We'll do the preview pod for the next round of the playoffs. We will see you at the field on Sunday, as always. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. 
And like Kurtzman said, if you have any questions about summer registration or anything like that, make sure to DM the Instagram. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.